What are you anticipating seeing, you know, amongst the New Zealand teams, given you've, you've given all that about the All Blacks? Oh, just so many good young players, mate. I don't know how you do it there. Oh, I do, because you've got three of the biggest uh, academies in the world. Fiji, Samara and Tonga. They're not bad. Oh, we were waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Nathan Williamson once said that the only things guaranteed in life are death, taxes, and the New South Wales Waratahs women's team winning. I think uh, I think we're going to have to change that, mate. I'm sorry. Uh, it's yeah, that guy well, sounds like an idiot. What the fuck is that? Because we're we're now staring down the barrel of the Super W Grand Final, and it's the first time we're doing it Tars less which I feel strange about. This is a strange feeling. Um, it's a whole new world. But what I mean, geez, what a, what a semi-finals we've had and what a, what a Super W competition we've had. This is the most competitive we've had yet. It's been great. I, oh, my God, it has been. It's been, again, we all, I've been just saying, we, we mentioned it with the last time we did a Super W pod, that it is the ultimate tonic to any sort of pains that Super Rugby Pacific is heaping upon you. Even though the last few rounds of Super Rugby Pacific have been a lot better for us Australian fans with with us getting a few more Ws over the Kiwis. Super Ws then decided, well, guess what? Let's step it up because rounds four and five and now the semis have been absolutely unbelievable. Before we talk about the semis, let's touch on the the two rounds that we missed, rounds four and five. Um, we should talk about the fact that, you know, the, the, again, the Waratahs went through undefeated, grabbed a win over the Rebels, grabbed a win over the Queensland Reds in a thrilling game, 31-30. Brumbies picked up their win against the uh, against the Rebels uh, and then went on to smash the Western Force in that game that you and I thought was going to be the real, uh, the game that we were just most excited to watch. Rebels, unfortunately, didn't get any wins, but still looked really, really, like, massively improved on previous uh, on each week and shows that there are so many fantastic players coming through in that in that uh, in that squad. Drua again went on a, didn't win any games either, um, which was a huge shock. And then of course let's talk about the fact that the Western Force beat the Drua uh, as well. What were the highlights of these last of those of the last two rounds of regular season for you, mate? I mean, let's start with that Force win over the Drua. They just they dominated them. They looked and Drua struggled with discipline, and the Force made him pay. Like. Martha Martielli is just a great signing for him. Like, I think it's the I think that's the, the first husband and wife combo to play for the same club in the same year, and and there's no like Martha's their best player by far. She's just been incredible, and she just bumps off tackles with ease. She just adds a different dynamic to this attack which they just didn't have before. And when you have a lot of those other international players starting to find their groove, like it just looked like a completely completely different team than the one that ran out in round one against the Waratahs. Like, they just, they looked a class above. And, yeah, that's my that's my standout, is the, the way the force played. They were just incredible. And I completely agree with you with the Rebels as well. Like, they they pushed the Brumbies the whole way at the game mm. of J.O. in round four. They were, what, I think tied for the lead? Or yeah, they were. They, the they, five yeah, minutes ago? They did. They were in it for a lot of that game. And I think, uh, like, I reckon there's... Mia Ray Clifford is such a find such a find for that rebel side it's just yeah. a shame that she's that we found her the, the talent of her career like if she's i think she's 36 if we she'd come over at 26 and you know she could have been incredible for Wallaroos. and hopefully her inclusion can kind of spare a couple of those aflw or vflw girls to come over and give rugby a try and again turn yourself into a into a star like but yeah it's again she's been a great find for them 
Yeah, because the bones for a great team are there in that Rebel side. There's a, enough there in that talent, in that entire squad, um, to suggest that they're, they're, there's going to be a lot more success going forward. But as much as those as those two rounds were, and of course we got, um, I, I want to mention that New South Wales Queensland clash, which was just oh so good. One of the times where sometimes you've always felt that the, the Reds were at least during Super W have currently felt like a small touch below the Tars, but they could have won that game. Um, they absolutely could have won that game. They were proved more than equal. And uh, again, building week on week, I have been so impressed with this Reds team, just how they have continued to build and continue to look fantastic every single week that they've been playing. Um, shout out that game was absolutely fantastic. Oh, unreal. One of the best games. I, I reckon the best game of the year, um, Super W-wise, before we got to the semis. Yeah, let's talk semis because uh, I'm still – I went into massive heart palpitations and I was watching at home. Um, like how the hell that you managed to do it when you were there at the ground uh, is beyond me. Fantastic afternoon at Concord. Uh, the, the, the double header, uh, let's keep that forever because that was just unbelievable. Great to see a, a decent crowd turn out as well um, down at, uh, at Concord too, filling up the stands and, and getting some folks even on the other side too. First game, goes to show that finals footy, uh, you could be on a three-match losing streak. It does not matter. Fijiana grabbing a win over the New South Wales Waratahs to knock them out of contention. 17-20. to 20. Unbelievable game. Where do Insane. we start? Where do, where the hell do I start, Nathan? Where, where the hell do I start? <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those ones. They were up 17-0. They, I mean, Tars scored in the first 15 seconds. I'm pretty sure it's a Super W record. When um, Cinder Windsor kind of grabs a loose ball and just runs away, and they look like they're going to run up away the game. But the joy of Fijian rugby is, as soon as you give them a little bit of momentum, they're a whole different beast. Like mm-hmm. for three and a, the past three and a half games before that, they had looked a, a shell of the team. Let's face it, a shell of the team that had dominated Super W last year with a whole short. Sure, they had a whole bunch of girls go to the NRLWs and competitions overseas, and even other other Australian clubs. That they looked completely different, but as soon as they found that momentum, they looked they they were back to themselves. There was you know prop stone balls behind the back, your number eight kicking torps. Like it was just, <laughs> it was controlled chaos, and it was incredible to see. And credit's got to go to the Waratahs girls. Like they fought their asses off in that second half. Like mm. that could have been you know it took it's the 69th minute to um to um to like cross to eventually take the lead, but. They were the Waratahs were defending a sole twenty minutes on their own line. Credit's got to go to it, but just during just again, those critical moments, they just closed the game out. Like the, the Waratahs had their chances late, and just in just overcomplicated things. They, you know, the frustration built on what's a younger side, uh, and the resolve shown by the Fijians after everything they've gone through. You know, the reports coming out about what's happening with the Fijian rugby union coming to disarray. Like they've they put that all behind and put in an incredible showing. Yeah, like oh my god, the I, I completely agree. It was frustration killed uh, killed this Waratahs uh, finals hopes. That I think that's what it was, and I, I don't know whether it might have been complacency because of the fact that they clean swept the uh, the competition. And l- let's face it, they were the team to beat. But oh, just this drew aside, unbelievable in that second half. Just the chaos in, that ensued, and it was easy to forget over the course of this season because we have been so impressed by these sides that 
that the Waratahs, uh, the, 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 the Drua were actually the defending champions. It just felt like, oh, it's, it, it feels like the script is going to change uh, this year just because of the fact that, yeah, a lot of girls from that, that Fijiana winning side, uh, t- t- side that won the comp last year, they were, they were, you know, they'd gone to NRL or they'd gone to other clubs and, and the other, and this new squad that, that, that the Fijiana had was still finding their feet. No matter. No matter. And just, I had a small feeling. I had a small, small feeling that they were going to, that something was going to happen because finals footy, nothing gets the drawer up like finals footy. And Uh, that's a, that's the joy of it, isn't it? Oh, it's the joy of it. I loved it. I was absolutely over the moon with this, even though, of course, the the Waratahs got knocked out. But it means that we're now getting a little bit of history. Uh, with this with this competition, and I think it's it might not necessarily be a bad thing that we now are staring down the barrel of of either the Drua going back to back or indeed the Queensland win Reds uh, claiming their first title because let's talk about that game in the form of yeah just when I thought okay yeah th- there's no way that we can there's no way that we can match that incredible thriller that we just we just witnessed then these two then the, then the Reds and Brumbies come and play and that's when just. The end of that game, I I didn't even. I was just like, "What the hell do I do?" I I I'm cornered, and I have no idea how the hell to to emotionally process the fantastic game I have I have in front of me. Reds eventually prevailing, twenty three to twenty, but they were behind for most of this game, I believe. Uh, mm. The fact the, the the Brumbies came out swinging um, with with two fantastic forwards tries um to uh you know off the back of the off the back of the rolling mall the brumbies girls hey, the brumbies dna just comes through doesn't it it is coming through and the the girls again the brumbies highlighting their growth this year and their transformation over the last 12 months uh from a side that was you know kind of part of that chasing pack to a side that is now not only challenging for games but legitimately closing them out they could have won this that's game. Your, yeah Oh, absolutely. And that's with, again, credit's got to go to Scott Favor and, and that coaching stuff. There's 18 debutants this year in that squad. That's like, unbelievable. They were without, arguably, the most high-profile player in Amy Rule. And they yet they still took it to a melee, you know. Mm. Tanya Naden at the back of that rolling more crossed twice, you know. All of a sudden, they had a 12 toe nil lead. They, you know, every kind of shot the Reds through, they were containing it until this kind of experience that the Reds took over. And even towards the end there, like the... um. Tyler Maleka, the 18-year-old playmaker, you know, steps up and kicks the game-tying penalty to have him really in with a shot of winning that game. Credit's got, firstly, credit's got to go to the Brumbies. And just, the, as you said, the growth they've gone under, the, you know, new talent that's all of a sudden got their opportunity and has taken it with both, hand, both hands. Anyway, credit's got to go to that program. Absolutely. I'm just, I'm floored. I'm absolutely floored by how well, I mean, the force, I think, I think as well have, have looked particularly strong. And you and I had talked about these two, those two teams, particularly and how well they had looked and how well disciplined they'd managed themselves and how I think for all intents and purposes, this year has been a huge success for them. Um, but I will say that when it comes to, you know, if doing that, that side by side comparison um, of the two sides, I just say that, that there's something, it's not a case of, if the Brumbies make a grand final, which it probably would have been in the past, it's now a case of when, because that the the growth that they have shown has been nothing short of remarkable in the last twelve months. But alas, it was not enough to contain this red side who uh, go go through to what is going to be, I believe, their fifth grand final. Hopefully, and but also staring down the barrel of potentially 
winning their first premiership. Let's let's talk about where the Reds were able to win this game after being down by two tries. Um, they came back through the try to Renee Nona, but are we going to talk about that bloody try by Helena Young? That's the try. Oh the, that's goodness. one of the tries of the season, I think. Hundred percent, and it's, again, incredible, incredible kind of example of of a young player just kind of taking the game on and just being like, you know what, now nah, give me the ball, let's let's go, let's just, and she blitzed them. She just she again, the the speed is just such a difference maker. She again, former Fijian truck star, like she just put it on the full display and just just changed that game. Mm. And the the incredible thing about it is. So again, and a story which oh, I'll I'll give you the full story now. It's working on for rugby.com, but it might be it might be out by the time this pod. But so the only reason Helena was able to play, so Helena's Fijian born, and there's a restriction on how many overseas players you can play. Helena originally had like had missed out because the Reds had gone over their limit. Like they have Sam Curtis, they have uh, Diane Kinney, I think the scrum half, a couple others which pushed them over, and Karis um, Dallinger. Mm. So after that loss to the Waratahs in Sydney, Dallinger go they're in the change room and, and Dallinger goes to coach um Red sorry to Red's coach Simon Craig. Hey, I'm just gonna go see my dad. And he was like, What are you talking about? It's like, oh yeah, my dad's from Melbourne. And he, he's just gone, wait, what? Hang on, you're Australian eligible. I could be playing like I could be playing Helen Young this entire time. Just kinda of like, yeah, like uh, you know, I can I can represent Australia. Like I can play for the Wallaroos. So instantly she becomes, she essentially declares for Australia. Helena Young then able to be brought in, and she's added a completely different new element to this backline, where all of a sudden, which again sets off a remarkable chain of events, that all of a sudden the Reds have this incredible X factor, and the Wallaroos now potentially have a new ten who has literally, in terms of bolters, has literally come from nowhere because everyone thought she was a Kiwi. Like, and this was stuff which she had hidden this entire time that none hadn't told the Reds, hadn't told I think most of the teammates. That she was had this Australian citizenship, oh no, citizenship, but this Australian heritage link this entire time that makes her eligible. It's like it's an incredible story. That's a, that's amazing. Like that's amazing. The fact that that they didn't know and what an well, opportunity she just didn't tell anyone. Like. Mm, she just that's... didn't tell anyone. Like she just kind of kept it quiet, and then yeah, all of a sudden she she's been brought into the. She, they can bring Helena into the team. That Karis can now. Ultimately, could be the way she's playing. And again, moving back to that Reds game, she mm. controlled that back line superbly. She nailed the key penalties when when needed. Had a decent boot in there. And with Arabella McKenzie still in, um, still in England with I believe no with Harlequins, mm. she could legitimately be playing against Fiji, Fijiana in three weeks time, two or three weeks time. That's unbelievable. And God, the fact that we that we are in a position where where we get to see a, a debutante as talented as that is so good. But I'm just glad that it, it, in this story it meant that we got to see the talent that is young. Oh my God! Mm. Uh, I think this is the key separation between the, the the only thing that separated the Brumbies and the Reds was the fact that they just had that little more that little bit more X factor out wide. No slouch on the Brumbies back line, but those two tries in the space of three minutes, uh, something that's that's like champagne stuff. I can see like a little girl watching that and just being like, I want to transform myself into that. So that's the sort of stuff that we were looking like, at there. It's incredible. And it's just, and, and there's some way to get Helena eligible for Australia as well. The loophole, please. Like, <laughs> in Michigan, let, given the 
rich as we have an outside back, we have Maya Stewart, Avani or Wong just tearing it up. Like we don't, it's not a necessity, but just that speed is such an X factor. It's such a killer. Mm. Like even, even someone like, yeah, those younger girls like it just into Windsor. Desiree Miller, sorry. Desiree mm. Miller was the person who scored that first try for Laura apologies. But again, you have all this exciting talent coming through and really it's building depth. It's building all crucial depth. What's going to be crucial, really exciting the next couple of years in terms of the women's game. Mm. And we again, which we haven't even talked about as well, what about the 58,000 in, uh, in the Six Nations, England, France? To get, oh, yeah, just to play casually. Yeah, just, just, just casually. casually. Just casually. casually you know. uh, oh, my goodness. And on top of that, that game as well more than lived up to the to the expectations of that match. Um, it, it had it gave English English fans the utter enjoyment of watching their team take control in that first half. And then France come back swinging in the second half. Just unbelievable champagne footy. The earth is round now, guys. The earth is round now. I I think it was Ben Alexander who who tweeted a few weeks back. Uh, he was tweeting a particular person, but he made a prediction that he thinks that women's professional sport is going to overtake men's in 20 years. I could see that happening. I can, I can honestly see that happening with the, with the right investment and the right time and the right amount put into it. My partner, for example, is a massive Matildas fan, and we often love to go to those Matildas games, and they're drawing decent crowds now. Just imagine what happens when uh, you know when you put more investment and more time into it. And it is a legitimate thing that I think that we should be doing in this country is really putting that the investment into making the women's side of the game as professional as possible because there is a potential amazing opportunity to have that Wallaroos brand be something remarkable and fantastic. And again, it highlights they're already on their way. It's the fact that they've got professional contracts lining up now and the fact that they've, that the girls are getting paid for this competition is again, just a highlight of that we're on way, that we're on our way. We're on our way there and just watch how they grow. But yeah, that, that's, that's Six Nations final. Unbelievable. One of the, one of the better, if you, again, fully recommend finding a stand mini just to kind of get, not only get the high quality to check out the high quality nature of the game, but just the crowd reception when I think Abby Dow scores that first try, it's just it's unbelievable. But yeah, and it's just what a week. It's it just sums up what a great weekend it's been for women's rugby. Would we call that? Would we call that France England game the Six Nations game of the year across men's and women's? I would probably yeah. I would call it that because uh, definitely like the only other real competitive one was probably the France Ireland game uh, in the men's Six Nations, but I don't think it compared in terms of drama, in terms of competitiveness and the end result, and in terms of significance of the event. Uh, I reckon that's the game of the Six Nations and, pro- and probably a, a contender for game of the year across rugby overall. Oh, definitely. Just, again, with every kind of all the extra elements behind it as well, it's, it's going to be up there. Absolutely. So getting close back close to home, we have a, a decider of our own that we need to talk about. Uh, and that is the game this upcoming weekend, 6th of May, North Queensland Stadium, Townsville. The Queensland Reds will be at home against the Fijiana draw, uh, potentially for a shot at their maiden Super W title, whereas Fijiana will be looking to go back-to-back. The last time these two sides played was in round five, uh, which we kind of brushed back earlier, but Queensland... Intentionally. Well, let's, let's say we intentionally brushed past it. Let's say sure, we intentionally we brushed that. past it. Yes, let's say that we did intentionally brush past this particular game because it was a very interesting game um, out at uh, Tuong Memorial Park with Queensland getting their first win ever over the draw. 
uh, 45-22 uh, in a really fantastic match. Um, just a fantastic performance by a lot of the really uh, a game of uh, where not only did we have Young scoring again, but also the likes of you know Celia Smith and Shannon Parry and Ellie Draper all standing up and and uh, scoring tries for their efforts. Really fantastic performance that again highlighted the growth again of this this fantastic Queensland team. But I do not think it's going to be as easy a ride this weekend. What do you think, Nath? Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think when you look back at that game, you know, Fiji pushed them pretty early in that first half. I think the Reds only had like a 19-12 lead at the break and then just blew them out in like a five-minute burst. I think mm-hmm. they, they, I think the Fijians get up for the big games. They're used to this big energy. I, I could really kind of sense that they were they went to that semi-final completely different team that kind of rocked up last week. Oh, rocked up the week beforehand in Brizzy. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, and Townsville as well might suit them, suit their conditions. Better for the Fijiana. However, there's a part of me that thinks the Durham might have already played their final. A lot yes. of emotion went into that game. A mm. lot of fuel tickets, a lot of energy went into getting up over the Waratahs. The mm. Reds, you feel like there's still a kind of a gear to go. And hopefully they have Cecilia Smith. Um, I, she, she did take a nasty head knock, but the kind of indications were that she could if all goes right, potentially line up on Saturday, which would be big. Being back in Queensland, you know, it's going to mean a lot for their big name players, especially someone like a Shannon Parry, you know, someone who's spent the world, spent her t- time manning the seven seconds going around the world. You can see whenever you ask her what it meant to, you know, she played at Suncorp for, for Wallaroos. You can see it meant a lot. Being able to bring a title to Queensland on Queensland soil, it's just mm. going to bring the best out of her. And I think with you're probably going to get a decent support, Queensland support with the doubleheader with the Tars and Reds afterwards. If I have to make a prediction right now, I'd lean towards Queensland to kind of in a, in a tight one, not a, not the kind of not the, the blow, not the blowout that we copped um, two weeks ago, the fifty-five, sorry, the forty-five twenty-two. But I still think Queensland will just have enough to finally get that long-awaited title and that kind of fifth fifth time lucky. Yeah, it's. I I I want to agree, I want to agree, but wow. I but there is something about Fiji and finals footy. There is something about it, and I am, I I don't know. I don't. I genuinely do not know which way this game game is going to go. And that is, and I am delighted that that is the case, um, because the, the Fijiana like the like Drua, in all honesty, have shown that they can draw a crowd wherever they go. Um, they get support wherever they go, um, and it is a fantastic and wonderful and glorious thing to see. Um, while those three games uh, in Australia uh, that saw them go down uh, did see weaknesses exposed, things challenged, uh, and and probably made everyone think that it, this year wasn't going to be their, their year, here they are in the final. Here they are, um, and uh, and if you knock over if you knock over the New South Wales Waratahs who are undefeated in the regular season, I you'd be hard pressed not to at least say that there is something in there that can make that make them think maybe we can do the same to Queensland. I think the only thing we have guaranteed is going to be a hell of a clash. Like it's going to be it's one of those ones. If you haven't seen any of the games this year. Make sure you check it out. If you're going to watch any game this year, make in terms of CW wise, this is the one. You know, it's going to be on Nine Gem. 
it's going to be, and also the kind of perfect preview towards what will be a great Wallaroos Fijiana clash in three weeks' time. Like, there's going to be a lot of girls, you know, your Shannon Parrys of the world, particularly someone like Annabelle Cody, who was one of their best players in that semi final and keeps getting better, has a chance to now really pre- press her test claims with a good performance and will prove key towards their title, towards if they want to bring home that title. Like, it's going to, there's so many different elements that go into this game that really kind of, set it up to be an absolute great clash. Absolutely. It's for me, this is the season where Super W really has come of age. It it feels like a competition that multiple teams could win now. And not that it wasn't before uh when, you know, it previously, not that it, it didn't undermine the growth of it. But the key thing with with this competition when it started was that it was always about the long game. It was always about the long game of recognizing that that a lot of these teams, particularly the likes of your Rebels and your Western Force and your Brumbies, were going to take some time to grow. And it was about building something bigger than, uh, you know, than just a competition. Than, than just It was about building a representation and a professional identity for women's sport in this country. I think it is taken a huge, massive step forward um, with this season, not just with the fact that, these girls are getting paid for the for for this season of work, and that the Wallaroos are earning professional contracts now. But the fact that the quality of rugby has it's been reflected in the quality of rugby on the park. I genuinely believe that the Brumbies can contest for a title. I believe that the Force, with with more growth, can will be able to contest for a, for a title in the coming years. Fijiana have always have always been strong since they entered. The Waratahs have always been strong. The Reds are building. There is a lot to like in this competition. And I am now just sad that there's only one game left and then it will be over. But then I have... But then we get internationals. Then we get internationals, which is exciting. Yes, I have I have internationals to look forward to, which is exciting. But uh, more, more. It went too quickly. God dang it. Build it and they will come. That's going to be the mantra. <laughs> yes. And we'll see you there in Queensland this weekend. Get behind it. Yeah, I think that's a really silly question. You know, rugby's a game of 15 players on the, on the field. When we're attacking, we're attacking weak defenders. We're looking for weak defenders. Why would we run at the strongest defenders? So if Martin's there and, and sorry, what's your name? Nick, and Nick's there, we're not going to run a Martin, are we? <laughs> Guys, can you just send my best wishes to Warren and make sure he enjoys the third and fourth playoff? <laughs>